So when it comes to goal setting and communication and transparency, we have company-wide goals, which are shared on a, a company level. And then each department sets uh, team goals that contribute towards those goals. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rowinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Sam, Senior Marketing Manager at Textbird. Textbird is the first AI-driven technology for mapping the world's expertise and connecting businesses directly to the source of technical and market insights. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Uh, today we're speaking with Sam from Textbert. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. Um, we're incredibly happy to have you on the show. So um, give us a, a little bit of a background on yourself and what it is you guys are up to over at Textbert. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really glad to, to be on the show. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me. I'm the Senior Marketing Manager at Textbert.io. And basically what that means is that I handle the marketing function for the company and ensure that everything we do within the marketing team contributes towards the wider company goals. Mm -hmm. And in terms of what Textbird.io does, we are a company that connects businesses with experts. That's the simplest way to put it. But the way we go about it is what makes us different to our competitors. So we have developed an AI technology which trolls the internet to identify experts. Um, and we then connect those experts with organizations who need their insights. So say, for example, a company is looking to launch a new medicine in a territory that they're not familiar with. They will then contact us and ask us to maybe put them in touch with hematologists and we will then use our search technology to find the leading hematologists in this new territory and connect them with that organization so that they can get that insight to help them make a better informed decision. Absolutely incredible. So it's, it's sort of bridging or, or bringing in that AI aspect um, to connecting, I guess, the the companies and brands with sort of top industry leading experts. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, so how long ago was it that um, you joined the company? So I've been at the company for a year now. Um, I actually celebrated my one year anniversary last week. Um, so cool. the time has gone by so quickly. It's been such a, a really successful year mm. and so much has gone on and that's you know the because we're such a young company that that goes with the territory so yeah absolutely yeah. and um so you say it's a, a young company when was the company founded so the company was founded in 2016 mm -hmm. by graham mills and david holden white 
the co-founders. Awesome. So you you had mentioned you've been at the company for a year. Um, over the the course of the year, you know, when you when you first joined, uh, what did the the landscape of, of all of the internal structuring of the company look like? Was there a marketing department there before you? Was there a product team? Um, how did that look like? So the landscape has shifted. Mm. Um, so when I joined there was no marketing department, there was no marketing person. So essentially I had to join the team and build the foundation from the ground up, mm -hmm. which was quite daunting at the time. But now looking back and seeing the results of all the things that were implemented in the beginning makes it really, you know, makes me really proud um, to, see, to see the press. Um, so yeah, when I went in, my core focus was establishing the foundation. So, you know, some of the initial things I did was make sure we have a blog set up and mm -hmm. to begin creating content. And, you know, some of that content is now appearing in the on first page uh, Google rankings. So that's really exciting awesome. to see. Um, establishing our social media profiles, ensuring that we're engaging with on those forms and getting content out there, getting our digital marketing set up, reporting, you know, all, really all, all the basics, just, just yeah. getting all of that going. Absolutely. That's, that's an incredible um, feat to accomplish, I guess, is, is stepping into when there really is no framework or base foundation, you know, for all of this marketing activity. And the, the amount of channels that, you know, you can utilize nowadays is, is extensive. So yeah, good job for, for getting all of that set up. I think, um, you know, there's a ton of different things to consider when you're setting all of that up. So it can be quite a task. Um, so, you know, before we jump into more specifics of, of marketing and tactics and branding and stuff that you guys um, put out there, uh, what stage is the company at at the moment? Are you, are you guys invested? Yes. So in February, we actually secured Series A funding where we managed to raise £3.76 million. So that was really exciting for us and a great way to start the year. Um, we have plans to use that funding to help us expand into the US and to improve our technology even more. So the wheels were really turning. We were all really excited. And then COVID hit. So COVID has sort of slowed down our US expansion plans. Um, but hopefully as restrictions ease and things continue to improve, we can still go ahead with that plan. Uh, but fortunately, because of the industry we work in and the kind of work we do, all the teams are successfully working remotely from home and work hasn't slowed down one bit. So we're, we're fortunate in, in the kind of business that we are, that we're still able to, to continue working. Well, that's incredible that you guys secured Series A funding. Um, and. and conveniently just before COVID hit as well. So that's, that's really helpful. Um, and that's a beautiful thing to see. So in terms of how the, the departments have developed um, since you've been there, um, so coming into it and, and just basically having no marketing department, um, what does that marketing department look like now? And, and how have the other teams within the business uh, built up as well? Sure. So the marketing team has doubled. Mm. <laughs> so um, that's a hundred percent growth rate. A hundred percent growth, right? So there are currently two of us. 
Um, earlier this year, we brought on board a fantastic senior digital marketing executive to really take on board the digital marketing side of things. So although by myself, I was able to initiate quite a, um, a range of, of new projects and campaigns, there was only so much I could do. Awesome. I knew that we were lacking in search engine marketing, um, social media advertising, automation flows, games, you know, so many things that come with digital marketing. So I knew I needed to bring someone on board who would just take on that function and completely run with it. So we've recently started doing search engine marketing and social marketing and all the things that I really just didn't have the time to do. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how the marketing team has grown so far. We don't have any immediate plans to grow the team any further. For now, we want to just see what we can achieve with the two of us. And as we have more data and uh, can show kind of value we bring to the business and to see where we might need more resources, then we can start looking into expanding that team even more. Mm -hmm. In terms of the other departments, so we have an operations team, a tech team, a business development team, and I sit within the business development team. Um, and all of those teams are continuing to grow. So for example, at the beginning of the year, we hired a customer success manager. So we now have a customer success team, which we didn't have when I first joined. We hired a VP of sales, a position that we didn't have, and two business development representatives to join the sales team. And then the, the biggest team within the business development uh, function is our project team. And that team just continues to grow. I can't even keep counts. I think, <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, since the beginning of the year, we've easily brought on six plus people yeah, onto wow. that team. Similarly, the team continues to grow as well. So yeah, there's just growth across the business, really. Brilliant. That's that's awesome. Um, and coming from you know having started out building this uh, marketing department and stuff like that. So how have you typically um, gone about communicating with the other departments within the company? And I guess what I'm really trying to ask is, what does that relationship look like between the marketing department um, and all of the other departments? You know, do you guys have like regular alignment meetings or do you guys set um, monthly goals for, for a certain period of time, maybe for the next quarter? Um, I'm not sure, how does that um, relationship work like? Sure, that's a great question. So let me start from a zoomed up approach and then we can zoom and maybe that will that I cover all the different uh, aspects that you brought Absolutely. up there. So transparency and collaboration are two core values at TechSpirit.io. We it's imperative that we have open channels of communication between the different teams so everybody knows what's happening within the business. And this has become increasingly important since working from home mm -hmm. because you don't have that office environment where you can just tap someone on the shoulder and just have a chat and, you know, really work with people in a physical sense. So now mm -hmm. that we're keeping everything online, our virtual communication, we've definitely stepped it up a notch. So when it comes to goal setting and communication and transparency, we have company-wide goals, which are shared on a, a company level. 
and then each department sets uh, team goals that contribute towards those goals. Mm -hmm. So for the marketing team, uh, we develop goals that contribute towards the business development team's goals, which mm -hmm. then contribute to our, towards the wider company team goals. I see. In terms of communication, marketing the marketing team is you know in a relationship with every single team in the company yeah. um you know our we we pride ourselves in supporting all the different functions and anything that they need so in terms of communication we primarily use slack mm -hmm. and on slack we have a marketing channel and in that channel people can submit requests so one thing we noticed during lockdown was that we were getting a lot of different requests from a lot of different teams and it was starting to get a, a bit out of hand because we didn't have one central place where we could keep track of all of those requests. So if people need anything from us, so for example, we're launching an internal newsletter and our operations manager recently submitted a request asking us to design a template so that he can, you know, create the, the newsletter and get it off the ground. So Slack is a really important communication channel for us. I also have daily stand-up meetings um, with uh, Ryan, who's our digital senior marketing executive to ensure awesome. that we're keeping up to date on everything. I have stand-up meetings three times a week with the rest of the BD team leads. Mm -hmm. so that we can keep each other in touch um you know on the different things that we're all working on and to see if there are opportunities for collaboration and then on a wider company level we have a monthly all hands meeting where we're able to share everything that's going on with the rest of the company mm -hmm. but we don't wait for that one meeting to share everything um we use slack frequently to make announcements and to share things and ensure that we're really keeping those um, open channels of communication going. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. It's, it's always really interesting to understand, you know, the internal workings of how companies have, have managed to almost transform um, the way in which teams communicate with each other uh, following this whole working from home movement um, and requirement following the lockdown, you know, so that's, that's really um a really interesting way of, uh, of, of running things. I think it's super important to still have those stand-up meetings um, and, and have those company-wide goals in which everyone can be aligned, but then taking it down to be granular as well. Everything from every single message that's sent on Slack. And also there's that element of having this um, personal communication and building those personal relationships, which can be quite tricky. Um, so it's great to see that you guys are sort of pushing towards, you know, making sure that that, that does take place on a regular basis. Um, so that's really cool. So the next next question or next thing I really wanted to to dive in with you guys is is sort of the the brand. Um, so when when we look at the brand, there's a couple of, of course, different um, pieces that could make up what people refer to as their brand um, in any sort of modern uh, business or, or or company. So you know, looking at it from the, purely the the visual identity point of view. Um, was what did that look like when you first came on uh, on board with with Textbird? You know, was there a brand created? I understand there was probably a product in place, um, but but did you really have that visual identity? Um, and is that something that you you guys had to work on and, and develop over the past year? So fortunately, the the branding side of things were already in place when I joined the company. Awesome. I'd say the area that needed uh, the most 
support there was just bringing everything into place and mm -hmm. and have, having everything in a central place and ensuring that everyone across the company is using the correct logo, the correct brand colors. So we had it, it just wasn't um, really centralized. So for example, when I joined, um, there was a document that said, you know, what colors we should be using and the sizes we should be using for the logos and things like that. But you couldn't find it anywhere in a centralized system. So it was more a case of just ensuring that um, every, everyone has what they need where they can find it. But in terms of going forward, um, something we are missing at the moment, which I'm working on, is a branding guideline. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I'm sure you know, when, when you're working with a big team of people who uh, are customer facing, you can't always keep tabs on the kind of slide deck they're using, the yeah. icons they're using, the font color, font size and all of that. So at the moment, um, I'm working on developing a, a branding guideline to, to just help ensure that everyone is streamlined and everyone is uh, sticking to the branding guideline um, and representing the brand the, the way that we want it to be represented. That's, yeah, that's incredible. I think if I can add to this, um, um, I think one of the tricky things to, uh, with brand, a brand guideline is um, the management of, if it's a PDF document, right? So in a few instances, um, some companies that we worked with, they uh, turned that into an internal website uh, which acts as a hub. And there, there are actually many platforms that allow you to do it very, very um, simply. It doesn't even have to be a specific website hosting. There's just a platform. And in that way, you know, you can just distribute it with every, to everyone and keep adding because I think the beautiful thing with a system like that is that it will keep growing, right? You will create more content, you will um, have more assets and, you know, for it to really work very, very well, it's great to have it all centralized in a very easy, accessible place. Um, but in terms of the design side then and the creative content, because that very nicely, the branding side leads us onto that aspect. So. Um, do you internally, do you have a designer that uh, takes care of the design needs for, for TechSpread or how do you work with that? So at the moment, uh, I take on the design work really as a marketeer, you're yeah. used to having to wear several hats. Um, and I do that in collaboration with Ryan, uh, my teammate in the marketing team. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we've reached the point yet of, of needing a, a designer in-house because we're not that kind of business. It's, it's not the kind of um, collateral that we, we produce mm -hmm. regularly. Uh, but when it, you mentioned something earlier about having a centralized online platform for mm -hmm. branding guideline, and I think that is the next step that's what all companies should be doing essentially because i know i've worked in previous roles where you have the static document um that sort of tells people yeah. <laughs> what their presentation should look like or you have um you put together the slide deck but then someone downloads it and then wants to use it in powerpoint and then yeah, yeah. they save that version on top meanwhile online there's an updated version that people aren't aware of so we actually recently um, brought on a product designer and, and he made me aware of, of that kind of software where you can have this living, you mm -hmm. know, 
portal where all of this information is saved. So I just wanted to say that I, I echo you there and that that's a brilliant way to do things going forward. Yeah, the, with the, the branding and, and that situation, it's almost kind of like Chinese whispers. Um, it just gets passed on between person yeah, and person. Yeah. And eventually it's kind of like, hold on a second. <laughs> um, but that's that's really cool. So, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting, um, I guess, collaboration or, or way that you've um, joined TechSpert. So it's very much, um, you know, you've taken on a, a massive variety of hats. Um, and of course, as the the workload has increased, you've hired in um, sort of someone to to help you manage that workload. At any point, has um, like working with a, an agency to handle some of these requirements for marketing or even design or branding, has that been a conversation that you've had with your colleagues, or is this more of a, or are you guys approaching it like if we do have that need, we're just going to hire in an individual to to permanently take on that position? Sure. So we've definitely worked with agencies in the past. So before I joined the company, they underwent um, a whole rebranding mm -hmm. process where a new logo was designed, the website was overhauled and redesigned, and that was done in collaboration with an agency. Um, so working with agencies is, is not out of the equation at all. I think it depends on the project and the so to bring on a permanent team member to help with redesign website, for example, wouldn't be a smart move because that's a one-off project. Mm -hmm. And for example, um, we when we secured our, our funding, we also decided to partner with a PR agency to help us with getting that message out there and making the most of, of that momentum and... Um, you know, engaging with, with different media. Again, that isn't a role that I foresee we would bring someone in-house for um, because of the nature of the project. So I think it all depends on, on what the project is and, and what is required. If we ever were to reach a point where we, if we look at video, for example, if we are exploring introducing more video as content, if we decide that, you know, this is, a really important function for us and something that we want to continue doing. If it makes business sense to bring on someone internally to take on that role, then it's something we would explore. But if it's something that we can outsource um, as a project, then we'll do that. Awesome. Cool. That's a really good uh, way of approaching it. I think that definitely, definitely makes sense to me. Um, what would be what would be awesome now is if we could talk a little bit about the marketing channels that you utilize, the tactics that you guys employ, um, and I guess some of the you know the, the strategy and reasoning behind it that that you've sort of come up with over the past year. So, um, of course, you guys are essentially matching um, companies with talent. Right, um, and and through the use or leveraging AI uh, as part of that. So, how do you go about, you know, getting the product out there? How do you go about marketing? What are some of the more successful campaigns, um, and, and sort of how did you come up with those ideas and, and why? Sure. So, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the initiatives that we've launched launching for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, for the first time, we now have a lot of data to help us inform the decisions that we make. At, I'd say our blog 
is a really important marketing channel for us. It consistently brings in a lot of traffic to the website. And that's, you know, really what you want um, as, a, as a marketing manager to see that you're, you're managing to draw people to the website and from there have them navigate other areas of it and with the ultimate goal of them converting <laughs> into, into a customer. And uh, our social media channels are really important for us as well. So we have an Instagram account, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. In terms of driving uh, traffic to the website and engagement, LinkedIn is our number one platform, which makes sense. We're, yeah. we're a business that connects businesses with experts. So Absolutely. it makes sense that LinkedIn is a, is a, a, a platform that performs well for us. Instagram, we use more to show off our company culture, our, um, our team, you know, to really give people a sense of who we are, how we work, what it's like to be a tech expression. And uh, I like Twitter, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then Twitter as well. We also use that as a platform to engage and, and to share our articles and things that we're working on um, and, and Facebook as well. So I'd say out of all the platform linked uh, platforms, LinkedIn is definitely the number one for us. Interesting. And sort of, um, so let's dive into LinkedIn a little bit then, because of course that, that can be just such an incredible tool when you're operating within that B2B space um, and even B2C, but for the sake of the conversation, you know, so is it just generally um, you guys are creating content, um, you're creating blogs, you're writing articles, and then you just like leverage that within the LinkedIn platform. Um, and I guess you would connect with people on a regular basis and then hopefully nurture them over time through the leverage of that content. Is that how you guys approach LinkedIn or, or what's sort of the, the way that you guys utilize it as a, an inbound channel? So at the moment, uh, majority of our work on LinkedIn is organic. We're really fortunate in that the, the community that we've created engages with us uh, quite frequently and we don't have to rely on you know, spending money on engaging with people and, and you know, getting a conversation going. There's definitely more that we can do on LinkedIn. We're definitely, I think, at the surface level for now. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of some of the stuff that you you were mentioning, we, we haven't really gone, got to that level yet. So we do some LinkedIn advertising. Um, so, for example, if you've got a guide that we've created, and we want to share that with, with prospects and, and share that information and get it out there, then you know, we'll use LinkedIn advertising. But there's so much more that we can explore and use. We just need to tap into it. But again, being a two-person team, we sort of have to be aware of how much we can do and, and what we commit to. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's just really interesting, I guess, from from my point of view, because um, of course, you know, with our agency, we utilize LinkedIn as well. So it's interesting to understand how everyone um, uses it slightly differently, um, but everyone seems to really see great results from it. Uh, it's an incredible platform. Um, so thank you for that insight. Um, so I would I would say, you know, looking forward then slightly, you, you've mentioned that at the moment or currently you guys are jumping into a bunch of marketing um, channels and activities for 
the first time. So in terms of like what you hope to achieve out of it and, and sort of we're touching on like scaling and, and goals for scaling. So, you know, what is it that, um, do you guys have any, I guess, qualitative goals that you need to achieve? Of course, everyone, you know, when you're utilizing marketing channels, we need to achieve like or get X amount of customers through this channel and have this amount of rate of growth through those customers at X CPA for sure. Um, understand that. But like, are there any overarching scaling goals? Like where are you really trying to move towards and, and what's the ultimate goal that, that marketing and these activities you're currently running is, is going to help you achieve? Well, our ultimate marketing goal is the company wide goal, which is to be, the the number one expert network in the world yeah of course <laughs> so at the moment you know there are some big players out there who uh, are dominating the market share who've been in the game for a lot longer than mm -hmm. we have but our goal is to to be the number one uh, company that organizations turn to when they need experts so everything that we do as a marketing team and every other team in the business does is ultimately working towards that goal and what sets us apart from other players in the field is that we're using ai to ensure mm. that the experts we find are world class and the best out there so that's what i would say is the, the yeah. ultimate goal as as a marketing team and you mentioned the the quantitative um, sort of metrics as well, and all of those things really contribute. If we can uh, improve brand awareness, so that Textbird.io is recognised as a leader in the expert network space, then that will help bring in new business for the company. And you know, all of these things have a knock-on effect, mm -hmm. which will contribute to the ultimate goal. Awesome. Um, so with that in mind, then, of course, you guys are moving towards this, this big goal, um, which is, which is great to see then, um, what does, what's coming up on the roadmap for you guys, um, over the next months, you know, where is it, you know, or, or what are some of the things that you guys are trying to implement and yeah, what's coming up? So obviously I can't give too much detail. Of course. <laughs> so, I mean, a core objective from the tech side is continuously improving our AI, making sure that it's always becoming smarter, better at, at what it does. And, um, you know, in terms of from a marketing perspective, we want to use the data so that we now have to help us um, make better decisions. So as I mentioned earlier, we're launching a lot of new campaigns for the first time, not knowing what the results are going to mm -hmm. be. So now that we finally have some data that will definitely help shape the campaigns that we do and where we're going to spend our marketing budget. So earlier, for example, I, men I mentioned that we ran a LinkedIn advertising campaign and you know, we hypothesized the results that we'd get from it using our experience and previous campaigns we'd worked on. And at the end of the campaign, we didn't really get the results that we were hoping for. But that's not the end of the world. And fortunately, at Techspert, you're encouraged to try something and fail 
rather than not try something at all. So at least now we can say, okay, we've tried this version of advertising. It wasn't successful. So what can we do to improve it? And I think that's what makes marketing so exciting is that there are so many different things you can try and, um, you know, different uh, ways of doing things. And you, you don't really get bored ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you're doing something wrong. There's Absolutely. always a new way to try do something. So I'd say that's the phase that we're in at the moment as, as a marketing team. Yeah, incredible. Um, so before we, we, we wrap up the chat then, um, it's, it's always really fun to sort of dive into your experience over the year um, and, and look at maybe distilling some, some key pieces of advice um, that you could leave. Maybe it's for uh, someone listening who, who wants to be in your position, um, jump into you know, a rapidly growing tech startup um, and, and take on that, that challenge or that, that role of marketing. Um, or maybe it's, it's someone looking to, to hire um, someone in you know, to, to fulfill that position and have someone else sort of take over that role within their um, rapidly growing startup. So what are some of the key pieces of advice that, that you could give? Goodness. Um, firstly, I think a lot of companies, uh, growing companies, make the mistake of waiting too long to bring someone in marketing within the team. So if you are thinking of starting a new business or you're still in the early days of your business, I would definitely recommend that you bring someone who has marketing experience, um, bring them on board and bring them on board early uh, because, you know, you often you might find yourself in a position where you've made a lot of progress and then there's a lot of work that you'll have to do to catch up mm -hmm. because you didn't bring that person on board early. And from my experience um, taking on this role, I was quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a really big task. It mm -hmm. was a really big task to join a company that, that had no foundation at all. And sometimes I questioned myself, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Can I really do this? You know, mm -hmm. this is a job that requires a team of people. And my advice is to just do little things at a time and just focus on the small goals with the big goal in mind and just focus on getting those small things done. Because if you focus on that before you know it, it's a year later and you can look back and be like, whoa, you know, we really achieved all of that in a year. I think yeah. if you, anything in life really, if you approach it as this mammoth task that you you don't even know where to begin you're just going to end up feeling overwhelmed in the first place as cliche as it sounds like if you're climbing a mountain you just focus on one step at a time you know Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the mountain you're like oh my goodness how am i going to get up there you're going to talk yourself out of it so i think that would be my advice there so a huge thank you to Techspert for speaking to us. You can find them online at techspert.io. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. 
If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.